Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the I See Old People podcast. I'm Dr. Bruce, your host. The I See Old People podcast is a monthly reflection on sobriety, aging, living in the world today, and a reflection on what is happening within the world today. I uh, started the podcast in October of 2019, and I don't think anyone anyone could have ever predicted what would transpire between October 2019 and today. Today I just found out from our local government uh, that we will, uh, we are here in Ontario, Canada. I am actually broadcasting again from Norfolk uh, County in beautiful storage closet studios. It's great to be back here. It is reminding me of October 2019 when I was doing uh, weekly interviews with older people, particularly veterans, people who had survived uh, catastrophes in the world, and they were telling me their stories. And here we are in this little room, and I call it a storage closet for good reason, because it's the tiniest little office that anybody could ever have. And I was doing interviews in here. A couple of times I had two people in here. We had to, because the door opens inward, we had to kind of push the three chairs to one side of the room, shut the door, and then spread them out again to do the interview. That was a good interview with uh, Ann and Vic way, way back when uh, the world wasn't quite so crazy. But we are in the age of madness now, uh, and we have been in that for well over a year. Uh, This is a world where everything you thought was true is not, and everything you thought that could not possibly be true is. So that's about as upside down a world as you can possibly imagine. Uh, We're completely off guard constantly. There's never a moment where we can predict what next week will be like. And because our human beings, because we're predictive in nature, we try to predict what's going to happen so that we can be comfortable with it and look at all the options and move forward with it. Our predictive ability is just being uh, squashed with this whole age of madness because we can never know. We never know. The rules keep changing and uh, we never know what's going to come. It seems like every Friday we just wait for our our premier to make another announcement. Uh, They didn't even wait till Friday this week. They made an announcement today that we are going into another two weeks. They're extending. They're extending our third lockdown to another uh, two weeks. So it's going to go until June 2nd. When I did my last podcast in April, April 13th, the lockdown had begun. So we've lived the entire month in the lockdown and they are adding two more weeks to the lockdown. Uh, So everything is closed. Uh, Everything that, you know, that we find important and that we, that makes our life full is closed. Uh, churches are closed, golf courses are closed, um, athletic facilities are closed, gyms are closed, swimming pools are closed, uh, any type of meetings are closed, any community groups are closed, Alcoholics Anonymous is closed. Uh, everything that gives us, enriches our lives and, and gives, us, gives us that humanness, they're all closed. But, you know, what is open, of course, is uh, McDonald's and Wendy's and A&W and Kentucky Fried Chicken and Walmart and Costco. So those ones, those places are all open and they're all making lots of money. Record profits. The corporations are making record profits. Well, mom and pop operations are going bankrupt every day. 
So we're in a terrible situation here. There's no upside to this. Uh, I do not agree with these lockdowns. I think they are the worst policy. They are the worst public policy that any government in the history of Canada, at any level of government, has implemented on their people. I don't believe there has ever been a, such an unjust and unnecessary, severe action the way these lockdowns have been going. So we are in our third lockdown, and we have been locked down now already for five weeks, and they're adding two more. It's going to be seven weeks. This needs to end. Every time I open the newspaper, it's the same thing. Suicides are up. Drug overdoses are up. Divorce is up. Uh, separation is up. All kinds of issues, all the social issues are just being amplified because we don't have our communities to become to be part of, to be part of a community. Humans are social animals. Humans need other humans. We need to hug. We need to be together. We need to share our experiences. This is humanness. And that is everything that they are trying to take away from us at this point. So the world is absolutely insane right now. I've been calling at the time of madness for over a year. I'm not sure if that is a strong enough word anymore. I have good news, of course. I told you I would be here on my 11th month of sobriety, and here I am. Uh, in two days, I'll be celebrating 11 months. I have absolutely lost the desire to drink. I've been through many stressful situations. No, never in those situations does, does the thought arise in my head that somehow this situation would be better if I drank. So that is a wonderful thing because a year ago or two years ago, I, I wouldn't have said that. When I relapsed at the beginning of this age of madness, when I relapsed at that point, I had lost all hope and I was living in fear. And I, I then went to the only thing I knew and that was back to alcohol. And uh, this time I've been through much more stressful situations the age of madness has just continued, gotten worse, not better. We've gone through our third lockdown, dealing with all kinds of different issues. I don't feel that I have to deal with those issues with somehow involving alcohol. So that is just a wonderful feeling. Boy, talk about freedom. We may not have freedom in the sense because we're all locked down and we're living under soft martial law. I have freedom. I have freedom from alcohol, and I'm pretty happy about that. You know, 11 months, a long time to go. And I'm just thrilled. First longest I've ever been. And I just can't wait to get to a year. And I just can't wait to get to two years and three years and four years. I just don't want alcohol to be part of my life ever, anymore, anymore. It's done nothing, done, done nothing for me except cause me uh, health problems, social problems, and emotional problems. So I think I can do without any of those. So yeah, lockdown fever continues until June 2nd. So, uh, you know, maybe I'm going to have something nice to announce on my next podcast, but I am going to have something nice to announce because I'm going to announce that I'm one year sober. So I'm really thrilled about that. So, you know, I was involved in the soup kitchen and that's part of step 12 is giving back to the community. A lot of the people who use the soup kitchen in our community are, are addicts, former addicts or, or, or present addicts. Uh, a lot of them are alcoholics. Uh, many of them are uh, mentally handicapped. 
there's a lot of different issues for reasons that they need to come down to the soup kitchen and receive a hot meal. And we call it a soup kitchen, but we really give them a nice meal. You know, there's always soup, always a hot soup, a bun with the soup, some crackers, uh, and a hot meat, a hot portion to it. We always have something hot. We have sausages. Uh, sometimes there's like beefaroni, which is like macaroni with uh, ground beef. Sometimes we'll have uh, chicken, chicken quite often, like a chicken thigh or a chicken drumstick. Um, pasta dishes, always a variety of different uh, meals. So they're getting a good meal, and then they're going to get a dessert as well piece of cake sometimes some fruit cocktail and uh, this is a really nice meal that we are delivering three days a week but the soup kitchen in our community only runs uh, this particular soup kitchen only runs from October to uh, April so it ended a couple weeks ago I was kind of upset that it was ending uh, because I it was really giving me uh, something to do it was giving me a lot of positive feedback I had a community that I could go to uh, you know, of course, we all had to social distance, we had to mask up, we had to glove up, we had to do all those things uh, to stay safe and to be able to create these meals for, for, for the people that need them. And we were doing that in joyfully and, and with such, such great return uh, because you feel so good about it. Uh, when you're giving, when you're giving, I was sad that it was going to end. And you know, little little did I know that there was something around the corner. And I, I know the soup kitchen is has very religious overtones. It's run by the Saint Vincent de Paul Society, so there's a fair amount of Catholic religious overtones. And I was telling the deacon who runs it. Uh, that you know what had happened and he said ah oh, the Lord provides the Lord provides because he himself was even a little concerned that the soup kitchen was ending and that I really didn't have another path to go on to at least temporarily and uh, he knew how much it was helping me he was saying the Lord provides and what was he saying the Lord provides about well I got a teaching gig it just came out of the blue one of the problems that's happening right now is uh, there's a shortage of PSWs in our um, in our province. Uh, there's not enough of them to, to uh, support the elderly and the disabled people that need personal support. So PSW is a personal support worker. So what they've done is they've introduced a number of fast track personal support worker courses at the local community colleges. And I've taught anatomy in the past. I've taught anatomy a number of times uh, it, at the community college level. I guess I had a good track record. Um, I'd left on good terms when I left a few years ago from doing that. And they called me up. They needed professors. They needed people back in the field to start to teach these uh, advanced courses. So I said yes. Uh, wow. And uh, what a learning curve it has been. What a learning curve it has been. Online teaching versus in-person teaching is our polar opposites. So I've uh, learned a lot. Uh, I'm actually be hosting my, my first Zoom meeting. I've attended a number of Zoom meetings, like uh, Alcoholics Anonymous meetings. I've, I've, because our, our rooms are closed, I've attended a number of Zoom meetings for AA, but I've never hosted a meeting. So I'll be hosting a meeting today at 3 o'clock uh, where I'm going to meet a lot of my students and uh, introduce myself. They're going to introduce themselves to me. We're going to talk about the course, and then it's a 12-week course. So I'm really, really excited to be doing that. I've learned so much in the last two weeks preparing for today, and I know I'm going to learn a lot more as the day goes on. I was also able to get a new computer. I justified it knowing that I, I had to have the best computer possible to do this course. So that's the reason that uh, if this sounds a little bit better and doesn't sound as broken up, it's probably because of the new processor, my core 
i5 10th generation Intel uh, versus my old computer that had like a one to two second lag on it and I was constantly getting errors. So um, this is just so great. I have a new computer. I've got a teaching gig. Wow, you know, I'm not a religious man, but just, you know, the deacon kept saying it. You got to turn it over. And you hear it in AA all the time. You got to turn it over, turn it over. Just turn it over to God, turn it over to God. That's all. That's what the whole higher power is in AA. You know, you guys say, I'm powerless against alcohol. I need my higher power to help me. So for me, my higher power has always been just the group, the people, the people who are there, the other people who have suffered through alcoholism. That's been the higher power for me, sitting in those people, sitting amongst them, listening to their stories. And then all the rooms got closed during the lockdown and I started to have to go to Zoom. And Zoom is not as good. It's, you don't feel the energy, you don't feel the connectedness, but it is what it is and it's all we have. So I've gotten used to Zoom meetings and that's what I do now. I go to a Zoom meeting on Thursday night and I go to a Zoom meeting on Sunday morning and uh, I'm grateful for them. I'm, I'm grateful for them. And you know, things like, oh, I wish the room was open. Well, I do wish the room was open, but I also have an acceptance that it's not. I understand the reason that it's not, I can move forward with that. So that's how you get through life without building resentments. You know, I have a certain amount of acceptance now. I've still got a lot of work to do on my amends. I've hurt a lot of people over the years and I certainly need to work on my amends. And I need to work on sponsorship. I have a fantastic sponsor who has helped me so, so many times over this last 11 months. Uh, it's time for me to reach out and, and get a sponsee. I need, I need to help somebody else. And again, that's that 12th step. Once you have it, you give it away. That's how you keep it. You keep it by giving it away. It seems counterintuitive, but it's not. It's the way AA has worked for 80 years. And AA is, to this date, the most successful program ever to help treat alcoholics and keep them from drinking. There's never been a pill, there's never been a therapy, there's never been any type of intervention that works as well as AA. So I have been blessed, absolutely blessed, to have been uh, introduced to AA and uh, then to not only be introduced to it, because I was introduced to it back in 2018 and I didn't really get involved. I just basically went to the meetings and, and with my arms crossed and, and listened and, and then went home. And I, I stayed sober, but I didn't stay sober for long. I only stayed sober for about eight months. This time, when I went back to AA, I put myself into it. I put my whole heart and my whole soul into it. I did the steps. I did the readings. I participated. And now I'm going to continue to participate. When meetings open up again, I want to be part of running and organizing meetings. And I want to get a sponsee. I want to help somebody. Somebody who, who can get to the state that I am in now. I have so far to go, but I have come so far as well. So I'm in a very, very good state right now and very, very pleased. I had some downtimes during this month. I mean, who wouldn't? I've had in every single day, there's good times and there's bad times. There's happy thoughts and there's sad thoughts. There's fearful thoughts and there's hopeful thoughts. So every day is full of that dichotomy of different thinking. It's when it becomes so dominant that that's all you think about. Uh, that you know you run into the problem with depression which I have suffered for with for many times over the years how do I control my depression now well, I'll tell you the number one way I control my depression is I don't drink 
Because as soon as I start drinking, I start getting sad. And I've seen that pattern so many times, and yet I still do it. That's how powerful alcohol is, is that you know it's hurting you. You know that it's bad for you. You know that it's going to cause you to become depressed, and you still drink it. That's how powerful it is. So how do I stay, how do I keep my depression at bay? I don't drink. I take vitamin C every day. I take vitamin D every day. I get out in the sun as much as I possibly can. I exercise as much as I can. I do weights. I, uh, I do yoga. I do stretches. I walk my dog. And I try to have positive thoughts. I try to think even in this in- insanity that is going on right now, I'm seeing the destruction of my country, the country I loved, the country that I, you know, I was four years old when they lowered the Union Jack in the schoolyard of the school I went to. I was four years old when they lowered that Union Jack forever and they raised the beautiful Canadian maple leaf. And I saw that flag go up in our schoolyard for the very, very first time. I've been so proud of this country. I've been so proud to be a Canadian. And I'm watching my country be destroyed from within. Our government, our government, our health departments are all working not at helping our citizens, but at crushing our citizens right now. The Canada that I grew up with, the Canada that I even knew five years ago, doesn't even seem to exist right now. We need new leadership. We need our laws and our traditions and the fact that we are an honest, law-abiding, caring people. It has to come through. Who can we care with more? Who can we care for more than each other? Care for each other. Love each other. It's such a simple, simple message. Sorry if I got on a little bit of a soapbox there. Uh, at least I wasn't complaining about health problems. And uh, I know that was kind of a crappy episode to listen to last week, all about my different woes. So, you know, I've had a, I've had a great month health-wise. You know, mental health, my God, it's, it's tough. Like I said, you got good days and you got bad days. But I'm only human. We all are. We are all are only human. And what we need to do is get back together. We need to get connected again. We need to be together again. We are social animals. And the way we are living right now isn't right. So just, if you're in Ontario, let's just get through this together. Let's get through to June 2nd and hope that they don't extend it again. And if you're in other parts of the world, I know you're dealing with similar types of issues. Uh, So please just stay positive. Have faith in yourself. Have faith in the human beings around you that we are going to wake up and we are going to understand that this has been the worst public policy uh, action that has ever been taken by a government and it needs to end. These lockdowns need to end. All right, that's it for me. Thank you so much. If you've listened to the end, you know I love you and I appreciate you. I'll be back next month and next month is a big day. Next month on the 13th, June 13th. It's my birthday. That's one year sober. And I'm just thrilled that it's so close. You never thought it would get, you never think it's going to ever get here, you know, when you start, because it's so hard to go one day, and then it's so hard to go a second day, and then it's so hard to go a third day, to think that somehow you're going to be at 11 months. 
And then someday you're going to be at 12 months. And someday you're going to be at 5 years and 10 years and 20 years and 30 years. I just want alcohol out of my life. I'm done with it. Life's too precious. There's too much to live for. Like I got all you guys. I got a beautiful family. A beautiful, gorgeous wife who loves me. I can be nothing but grateful. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next month.